One, two, three. All right, we're live. All right, so I'm going to introduce you real quick. Um, I got Jim. How do you say your last name? Sp Spivey or? Spivey, yes. Spivey. Spivey. I got Jim Spivey back on the podcast. And um, this man needs no introduction. He's literally <laughs> one of the most <laughs> amazing people that I've ever met. He's just such an expression of unconditional love uh most of the time 100 <laughs> percent of the time that i've seen him but like i'm sure he messes up sometimes here and there in his regular life but um um but um yeah um you're someone who's been such a big played such a big role in my life um and i tell people the story about how um june 5th i made the decision to raise my vibration um, and the next day, I think pretty sure yeah, you called me and then, you know, you recommended movies to me, uh, telling me about, you know, like, uh, what, Unbreakable Warrior. What was it? I'm sorry. Uh, Peaceful Warrior. What was the movie? Yeah. Uh -huh. Peaceful Warrior. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you're just like blowing my mind. Um, and, you know, I, like, we continued our relationship and, you know, I was in the Mozzie uh, I am program and that was a magical experience and it helped me a lot and many things, especially in, especially at the time with relation, uh, my relationship with my family and everything, which has blossomed into what I'm doing now. I'm helping my dad uh, just open up and run this magnificent uh, seafood and Japanese steakhouse restaurant. And it's just been such a magical experience. And Jim, like you have, you have somehow played such a huge part in that co-creation as well because of the conversations uh, we have over the phone about, you know, uh, allowing spirit, leadership, eldership, and all these things like were coming to me at a perfect time. And like, it was exactly what I needed. And I was able to carry that into, um, my experience at the restaurant because I remember there was a few times where like just things were getting hectic and I was just feeling overwhelmed um but then you know I always remember just allow it just surrender just allow spirit and everything always always turned out like perfectly and it's uh it, now nowadays I get a kick out of it like to the point where something looks like a problem and it happens I'm just like, I'm laid back. Like, you know, as a manager, you want to be like, um, oh, I got to go figure this out or whatever. Because like every, because like, you know, as, as the manager, it's like, there's so many, you know, like things that you have to deal with. You feel like you need to fix these things, which you probably do need to fix, but I just allow things to fi fix itself. And it always does. And it's still blowing my mind, but it just also gives me such a rush every time. And I'm just able to have so much faith. Um, and that's, <laughs> that's your introduction, Jim. That's a long winded <laughs> introduction. So welcome back on Jim. I, uh, I have just a one sentence to say to you, Andy, your yeah. ebullience uh, brings me joy. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. It's really true. What was that, what was that word? Bro Ebull ebullience. Ebullience. EB yeah. Ebullience means, uh, full of cheerfulness and energy. And you, uh, you have an ebullience about you that just makes me giggle. 
<laughs> so it's just that. Well, here's the thing. I, we, t- we contacted each other for, we called each other, like I said, the day after I made that decision to become more ebullient, <laughs> whatever the word is, you know, like that was the decision that, that day, like I literally, the day after, yeah, I made a decision to literally, you know, align myself, you know, to raise my vibration, to align myself. And, um, yeah, and then there you were, you know, uh, next, the next day, it was like, yeah, it was like, it was really crazy. Um, and that's crazy because I really feel like, you know, we're part of the same soul family. Um, and it's just like, hey, the day after I made this big decision, you know, like, I meet someone like you, you know, like that all just yeah. come together. Um, just like, and it's just so crazy. And I feel like also off, a little bit off topic, but I feel like just your life, just like is, is at least part of it to me is like a great example of just like love, like everywhere, you know, just, just, you know, um, obviously your marriage and, but also your, your relationship with someone like me, you know, like, who's like, like, you know, like super, you know, I'm 20. Right. And then like, I'm just like, like I, I, I haven't even lived. I haven't even lived like twice your life, you know, like, uh, or yeah. Right. Or how, how do I say that? You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, we have such a great relationship and none of that even matters, you know? And it's just like, yeah. Yeah. I, I want to share something with you. Cause, uh, mm-hmm. you, uh, you give me like a rich experience. Okay. So, um, uh, now I, as you know, I'm an Enneagram type two personality and, as a type two personality, I can sometimes, when I'm unconscious, go to flattering another. Okay, flattery yeah. is something that a two has to wrestle with. So yeah. I'm aware of my nature to flatter when I say what I want to say because I, it doesn't feel like flattery to me. It feels like truth that's so deep it brings tears to my eyes. You are an expression in the world that to me represents the hope for the future. So speaking of hope for the future, do, do you feel like there's ever a lack of hope for the future? Like, I just feel like, like, what does that even mean? Like, what, what, what are we hoping for in the future? Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I, thank you. Uh, so I grew up in a very different, different like very difficult uh, family situation. I grew up with a lot of pain and suffering. Uh, I made up things about the world as a result of many of those experiences about how I needed to be in order to first survive and then have any possibility of being happy, okay? And the idea that I could simply choose it was a foreign concept. When I was your age at 20 years old, that, that idea didn't even enter my radar, right? So I had a hope I didn't even understand. Okay, inside my heart, I had a hope that joy could be something you simply choose. Now, along my life, I bumped into experiences of people that taught me a lot about that. Viktor Frankl is one of them, okay? However, you personify it for me. It's joy, like I get joy simply being in your presence. I get joy 
watching you communicate yourself. I get joy in your being. And it makes me realize that it's always been available. It's always been available. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So it gives me this feeling of overwhelming hope for all of mankind, right? And uh, you symbolize that for me. I'm not trying to overwhelm you with a huge compliment. I'm just trying to give you the most honest expression of my heart in the way I feel toward you and towards our time together, like what I get out of it. Because I, I know you're very generous in sharing what you get out of it. And I want to be equally generous in sharing what I get out of it. I get joy. I get a feeling of unlimited possibility for everyone, no matter what they're in the middle of experiencing. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So thank you. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I do wonder, man, like, because you benefit me so much, like just with so much wisdom, like even just, having a regular conversation, you know, like, I feel like our conversations where we're just talking with no intent, no real, like, intentions of, you know, like, anything other than holding space or whatever, like, it's like, I'm, <laughs> we just, we just talk, I swear, we can't talk more than, like, two sentences without, like, coming up with some, like, without, like, some really wise thing uh, showing up, right? Um, but, you know, a part of me knows that our relationship is, what's the word, is symbiotic or we, we both are benefiting. Yeah. Right? Co-created. Yeah. We're co-created. Yeah. yeah. You know, so if, if you are getting as much of a benefit from, if you are getting as much of, 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 of a benefit as I am from our relationship, then like, that makes me happy because, you know, you, like I said, you, you've just been so incredible. Like, and it's, and, and it's like, in such an efficient way because it's not like we talk every day, you know, we, we talk once in a while. Um, and then, you know, <laughs> and then that, that's it. But then every time we talk, it's just like such a aligning experience, you know? Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Glad. Yeah. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I love you too, Jim. So would you like to talk a little bit about your recent breakthroughs in your relationships? Oh wow. I'd like this... to share some of that. That's the surprise. I didn't know that was coming. <laughs> I wanted to talk about yeah. Well, uh, the minute you said it, like I didn't know you were going to invite that conversation, but the minute I, you said I, it. I've been waiting for to invite that conversation. The biggest uh, breakthrough in uh, human relationships for me has just occurred with uh, my wife's parents. And, um, and I'm, it's so tender, like it's so new that I'm, when I talk about it, I go to a very, uh, really tender place, okay? Uh, because I don't wanna say anything out of my pride that makes me sound like or be like, I have this figured out, like what's happening. But there are things that are occurring that 
that your willingness to ask that very uh, sensitive question, like I, I can't deny the truth in my response, that that breakthrough is blowing my mind. Yeah, because uh, I, I didn't see anything as possible. Yeah, do you want me to describe like yes. what existed? Because many wouldn't know this. Uh, so uh, I just recently, last September, married for the third time. Uh, I married this incredible human being named Bumi, who is uh, from Nigeria. Uh, she is a doctor, and she is uh, 25 years younger than me. So in other words, there are things about our relationship that are um, challenging for some people to be with, including us. Like, we have our own things that we have to bump into to be together as husband and wife. And her family, um, they uh, did not really believe that our relationship and marriage was a good idea for their daughter. I'm trying to say this as respectfully and carefully as I can, but they uh, refused to meet or even acknowledge my existence uh, for about four years. Uh, that was really painful. It was painful for me. I imagine it was even more painful for Bumi, and I know for a fact that it was really painful for her parents. And none of us knew exactly what to do with it. Like, it was more painful than our hearts knew what to do with. Like, it was just, it hurt too much. And uh, recently, thanks to, I think, uh, God's grace and the courage of her mother, her mother asked if we could get together for dinner, the four of us. And I never saw that coming. I mean, Bumi and I were considering that we were going to spend the rest of our lives without having a connection to her family. And her family is very important to her. Her parents are very important to her. She loves them dearly. She respects them immensely. And she's always wanted to have a marriage and a family relationship that fit together like beautifully in a way that honored each other and it looked like we might not have that so we were constantly praying constantly talking crying agonizing over how are we going to get through this life like this like this doesn't fit this doesn't work this is too painful and uh and then out of the blue you know, uh, her mom invites us to dinner, and that happened just a few weeks ago. And uh, it was a miracle because there was nothing that happened at that dinner that was uh, that felt like negative energy, that felt like judgment, that felt like defensiveness, that felt like uh, game playing, that felt like tolerance. Uh, what I felt was like, I really have a lot of faith in what God's up to in my life that I can't control or manage or even understand. It felt like God's doing. Like I felt like I was a participant in something that was happening beyond my understanding. And I am so grateful. I'll be so grateful for the rest of my life for that one dinner.
I think a whole lot more things are going to happen that are going to be even more mind blowing. But I'm like so great. I'm like I am in the aftermath of a breakthrough that I don't even know how to fully have, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm watching your face right now, and I can see in your face that you really hear me at like the deepest emotional level. You hear how precious this experience is for me, and it changes my thoughts about what's possible among human beings. It changes. It, yeah. So anyway, th first, thanks for the courage of the question, and then thanks for your generous listening as I share something I don't even know how to describe properly. <laughs> yeah. How has the last few weeks, um, the time around that event, how, what has, um, how has that inspired you? What has that taught you about love and spirit? What, what was that surprising thing, you know, like that got you? Well, uh, the, the work I'm involved in at Mozzie Partners, uh, just, just so you know this, Andy, I think I might have referenced it before, but leading up to this invitation, we've been involved in what we call the SEAL program with, with multiple clients, and SEAL stands for Space Holding Essence and Letting Go. And that program is a year-long program to help people, uh, in, in effect, have their life plan be their day-to-day -day reality, okay? And to have the tools and support and discipline and practice and to actually build a system in their life to keep, uh, to stay awake, okay, to their own humanity and to transform moment to moment. Like that's the work, right? So I've been steeped in that work and it's been getting more and more intense as more and more people enter the program. And I'm, I'm just as much a participant in it as I am a space holder for it. Like I get so much out of it. And uh, it, it really helped me look at dismantling my own pride. First of all, my own shame, because as, a, as an Enneagram type two, shame is at the core of my being. It's the thing I don't wanna talk about. And as a child that's gone through a painful upbringing in some forms of abuse, shame is something that's wired into your brain. And then your defense mechanism, your survival suit is pride. So my um, natural tendency when I feel ashamed is to get prideful in my defense and protection of my shame. So when I felt these experiences with her parents of being ignored or or discounted or rejected, whatever the case may be, my natural human response was first to feel deep shame. Okay, I'm not good enough. I'm worthless. I don't, I can't do it. I, I'm not good for her, their daughter. And then to feel pride, like to judge them and what they were doing. And what our work let me do is to let go of both my shame and my pride. And what happens, and you've heard this in the I Am program, is when I let go of my subconscious patterns, my truth shows up, like it emerges naturally. So when I let go of my wounded shame and let go of my prideful uh, protection, humility 
is the virtue of a two and, and humility shows up. And when humility is in the energy, it's approachable. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so my energy became more humble. And I'm not saying like, I understand this as a formula, like it created their behavior. I'm just saying I was ready for it. Like when they made the invitation, I was ready because I was in a humble place and had let go of being dominated by my shame or my pride. And in that space, it was, it was glorious. I can't think of a better word. It was glorious to be at that table. I think I sent you a picture, yes, right? Sir. And to be at that table as an equal participant in love, I, 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 I can't even... <laughs> Now, ever since it happened, if I get prideful about it, I will unravel it. So I'm trying day to day to wrestle with the part of me that wants to naturally slip back to shamefulness or pridefulness and stay in a place as much as I can. And you give me that wonderful opportunity, Andy. Like talking to you gives me an opportunity to practice my work as a human. Okay, to practice my letting go of my subconscious habitual ways of being to allow my essence show, show up. And it's, it's a joyful practice with you. And uh, it serves me everywhere. And it served me in that situation, like to be there without needing to make a point. Without needing to get their approval that I'm a good choice for, her, for their daughter like without needing their approval. As a two, I'm addicted to people's approval. Like I, I, you know, in my personality, I need people to like me or approve of me, okay? But I let go of needing their approval or even be liked, okay? And then interestingly enough, and I don't understand this at all, what shows up when I let go of my need for that is I'm likable. <laughs> 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 that's so that's so that's so true though like <laughs> yeah i mean because you're, you're 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 lighting up you're showing up when you're you know not dragging yourself down with these you know yeah. things so you naturally yeah or raising myself up with my with yeah. my ego yeah right um, and it's funny because i can tell it's so fun to be on these calls with you because i can watch your face and see how i'm doing at my work <laughs> really that's a, that's a beautiful thing like i can if, if i was wounded like if i was talking to you like my unconscious woundedness i would see one andy face if i was totally blowing smoke up your butt with all kinds of pr proud statements of my oh you know, true true yeah. i'd see another one right but when i'm giving you all of me i get all of you and it says ah there i am you know it's like yeah <laughs> beautiful uh, yeah i mean i'm just i feel like um well because like sometimes i'm like just very focused you know just very, being very present and i might not be smiling or anything but i'm just like very focused you know mm. but, you know that's um yeah um but so when did that shift occur um you know with the whole unraveling of you know uh, your 
just the, the the shame and the pride like was that was that really recent uh, like you know well it's a it's an ongoing practice in my life yeah. yeah but but then you'll get confronted by triggers right like so you can be doing your work and you could be having some good experiences and some breakdowns and so on but then you know like as you continue to practice you'll you'll bring in a trigger that's like a bigger one than you think you can handle. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and that's not a curse or a punishment. It's, it's like you must be ready. Like you've been working, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and weeks before weeks before the invitation. So that means like beginning of the year, <laughs> um, Boomy and I, our work has shifted it in our willingness to face ourselves in relationship with others and our honesty and depth of work that we would do and that we were doing in Mozzie around the SEAL program, these were preparatory steps. Like, so the intensity and depth of that and my commitment to it has increased over the last few months. Yeah, even though I've been working on this kind of stuff for 20 years. Okay, there's, there's been an intensifying focus. Uh, you mentioned the word focus earlier. There's been an intensifying focus on I am my only problem. So quick um, injection. Um, so you, you said beginning of this year, you, you and Boomy made the decision to face yourself in your relationship with others. That's so beautiful that like, because wow. Like, can you just talk more about just the whole, like whole facing yourself, realizing, you know, it, it is within you, you know, like your relationship with others is still a ref reflection of your relationship with yourself. Would you say, or what would you yeah. say? I, this, yeah. Now I, I'm going to just go with you because I, I trust your heart so much. And, yeah. My brain doesn't have a carefully packaged answer, so I'm just going to let my heart talk. Okay. okay? All right. uh, uh, I think at the core of my being is the whole world. Yes. At the core of my being is Andy. Yeah. Right? Uh, everything removed from the core of my being is my way to try to figure out how to navigate relationships with others my way to figure out how to be with you, Andy. Like, as I rise up away from the core of my being, all of the artifice and, and armor and masks, however you want to describe it, all the layers of personal history show up. And I become less and less present to the fact that you are me. Yeah. Okay, so we have wow. committed ourselves. We have committed ourselves, Umi and I, in our marriage to relating to each other from the core of our own being, where there we are. Like when I look at her, there I am. So um, this is just my reflection, is yeah. that at the core of my being, at the core of your being, I feel like is love. Yeah. And so you're like, recognizing the love in yourself and and then when you which you know you recognize then you recognize the love in other and then which reflects back to 
your essence of yourself, which is love. And then, you know, you know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. It's a dance and there's nothing wrong. Like all of a sudden I get, I get to just relax and be at the dance. I, 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 can't, <laughs> I don't even know how to say this in a way that communicates it fully, but all my life from when I was a child, I've wanted to just be at the dance. I just wanted to be a human playing with humans, you know, as one. Like I, I had this, yeah, and it got uh, tragically separated from me through pain of poverty, violence, uh, tragedy, abuse, uh, lots of things like separated me from that truth. And I developed a capable survival strategy that let me be a quarterback, it let me be an Eagle Scout, it let me be a CEO, let me be an executive coach and a life coach. And most of the energy in those different uh, realms of my life was personality and ego. Like most of that achievement, and the, I should say most of the need for the achievement came out of a part of me that's not my true self. But what I learned to be, to feel like I could survive. And to let that go feels like death. Like, you know what I mean? To let go of what the world applauds. Because you know there's something under that's even better. You know there's something other that's even realer. It's, it's a scary journey. It's becoming less and less scary. And over the last few months, Bumi and I have taken it to a new level in our partnership. And Mozzie has taken it to a new level with its SEAL participants. And I'm on the ride. Like I am on the ride. And I get glimpses in that of pure joy. Uh, this is one of them. I'm, I'm having one right now. Uh, and sitting at the table with Bumi and her parents was one of them. Yeah, and uh, I get to have more and more of them, you know, watching Bumi take my daughter to shop for clothing, okay? I mean, something that years ago, I wouldn't have even thought much about, you know what I mean? My ego would have just said, okay, cool, a thing to do. No, watching Bumi take my daughter to go clothes shopping, I was so joyful, like I just sat there with tears in my eyes. So yeah, you, you sent a tweet out this morning that talked about like what a beautiful day it is to be alive or to exist. And uh, I'm getting more and more experiences of that and it has taken a lifetime to have them authentically. And when I watch you having them at 20, I am so happy for you. Like my brain just explodes. <laughs> and I'm just like, I wanna grow up to be like Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Why do people keep saying that? It's so funny. Like, um, but but you're dancing now, Jim. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Do you feel Do you feel like you would take anything back from no. the last forty or no. you however long or not? Right. No. Like, no. It's It's so mind boggling to me because yeah. I am twenty years old and I feel like I went through like nineteen years of hell. Like, yeah. um. I hear you. You know, and it's like, dang, Jim did that for like twice or, you know, as something like that, as long, like as me, like, you know, just like, I, man, I just couldn't do it anymore. Like, I just, 
I got so tired of existing. Like I felt like I was my if my body was a vehicle, I was in like a super hot car or something. Like I just felt like I was in, it was in like a super hot broken down car that was just just you know like driving through like a desert that's like 140 degrees. You know, I just always was suffering intensely. Like just and even when I was like doing better, I was still like suffering like even just there was just always something that felt wrong and but nowadays you know ever since june which is like i don't know but it's like it was a while i can't do the math right now but it's like i've been feeling so aligned and feeling so amazing for the first time in my life and it's just like so such a feel good good feeling and, and i i am Oh, I want to use the word proud, but now I don't want to because of the conversation you just had. (laughs) I feel appreciative of the fact that I recognize that also that I feel like I'm, well, adding to what you said, I I can't be an example. Like, I feel like because of, of just like, dang, I suffered so much and now I just, you know, like, just so consistently aligned and just feeling love and feeling appreciation and it really is really possible you know and um but um yeah you you showed me something (laughs) yeah Uh, you know i i know i've talked to you about my father's death but uh my, my dad died at 72 years old from pulmonary fibrosis and in the last you know once he accepted his death like he accepted he was going to die in the last three months of his life while having accepted death, he became like you, like, like he became a joyful, exuberant, like thrilled to be alive. And he said to me once, and it it spoke so deeply to my heart. He said, Jim, I have no regrets for the 72 years of blindness. He says, with what I'm experiencing now, I don't regret anything. It was all worth it for what I'm experiencing now. Now, this is a man that was on his way to dying. Like he, he had accepted that I'll be dead within a few months. And he was saying that. Like this awareness means it, it makes everything else where I was scared and didn't understand anything. It makes it all worth it. So he, he's the one that said to me that God had a message for me. And I asked him what that was. And he said, tell everybody you talk to, don't wait until you're diagnosed as terminal to know the truth. And I said, what's the truth, dad? And he said, we have nothing to worry about. And I tattooed that on my arm. And you've seen that tattoo. Uh, Those words, I tattooed them on my arm because I am committed to surrendering whatever I have to surrender to live those words before I die. And he also made sure, he made me realize, you're going to meet people that understand what I'm saying. You're one, okay? Like, you are an example of meeting people that understand what my dad said to me on his deathbed. So I want to ask you, what does it mean to have nothing to worry about? To to not worry. Yeah. Um, now, if I, if I start talking about this like I know what I'm talking about, okay. I will be separated from the wisdom. Okay. Of, okay? 
when I'm in my highest truth, and right now it feels, it feels that way, right? When I'm in that place, I don't have any concerns or problems that need to be solved. My, my ego is not latched into something. You used the word detached earlier. I feel a non-attachment to results. Like nothing has to happen for me to experience the bliss of being alive. That's where my dad was on his deathbed. Like nothing had to happen. He didn't have to be told that he's, he's miraculously saved from pulmonary fibrosis. He didn't need to be told that. Nothing had to happen to change his experience because he was experiencing the fullness and richness of life. That's what I mean, like, we have nothing to worry about. I know in my, what we call our 2.0, that that's the truth. Now, I don't always experience that truth. In fact, I can rarely experience that truth. Yeah. But when I get the ways in which I abandon that truth, I have a chance to actually experience that truth. So to come on with you, I prayed about you. I talked about you with Bumi. I got myself into the place where I could spot the parts of me that would want to see something happen, like would want to see my wound taken care of or protected, they want to see my ego stroked and told how good I am. I got to look at those things and let them go. And then I got to just experience Andy, like in your picture from the restaurant, in your tweets this morning. And I'm like, I just want to dance with Andy. Because yeah. <laughs> there's, there's nothing to do and nobody needs us to fix anything. I love this whole dancing thing because like that's, it's showing up, you know, the, the dance is really showing up for me in such a big way. And um, and it's so crazy that you you had that experience. It's so crazy in the context that you know me and you are kind of so connected, and our path seems so connected, especially of late. And yeah, the fact that you had that experience with um, Boomy's family, um, and you know, I, I feel like I get a sense that that has contributed that has enhanced your ability to surrender and appreciate life yeah hugely yeah and i and i've watched you do it as a dance partner like when you would share with me god do i love working with my dad right and when you would share like some of the recent experiences you've been having where you see your family through a whole different lens it's like it's like we're equal brothers yeah experiencing you know like right reconciliation with the truth right, right you know that's what it feels like right and you know um it's like ours uh, the, the form of our situation is different it's a little different yeah. right um you're eating at a restaurant i'm managing one <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding but um um uh, but yeah i mean it's, it's a little bit um let me just different um but still the whole yeah the the whole thing is still the same you know we're like we're do you remember the podcast do you remember the podcast we did with jonathan like a year or so ago that was not a year ago but (laughs) that was not a year ago but it was quite a a while ago ago. it was was that long it was before i was married yeah it was it was a while yeah i'm sorry september september so it might have been six months September? Yeah, yeah. 
So no, anyway, anyway, yeah. do you remember the podcast? Um, I don't. I remember. Obviously, I remember, but I don't ever remember like anything that's ever because like I won't remember anything from this conversation from a mental perspective. Like, okay, un- unless I re-listen, <laughs> I'm so in the moment. <laughs> the reason I'm bringing that up is yeah. that you were very moved by the fact that Jonathan had his mother in the I Am program with you. And you were very moved at the fact that his father had done a life plan, right? And, and you couldn't fathom, you couldn't fathom the possibility that you could have a relationship with your parents like Jonathan had with his. And look at it, look at it. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yo, that's so, first of all, it's been six months? Yeah, yeah. And, no, that's so crazy. And really, honestly, you know, Yeah. I wanted to say, like, there's really no ending as far, it's, it's not like, oh, there's a goal I want, like, right. you know, yeah, my father or to have this certain amount of capacity or whatever. It's like, it's like my relationship with you. There's never going to be perfection. It's always ever expanding, right? Like our relationship yeah. will always grow. You will always grow. I will always grow. Um, and it's like, there's no ending. So that means that the journey is the prize. The journey is the part yeah. you enjoy. And it's just like, I don't care that, look, things are not perfect for him, like, or any of my family. It's like, there's, you know, like, they still have, I still have flaws, they still have flaws, and whatever. But it's like, this journey, all the events, all the momentum, all the changes, all the things and moments that has happened, that's what is delicious. That is what makes everything so worth it. It's not about, oh, like snap a finger, instantly manifest like a high vibrational father <laughs> like yeah. or anything like that. It's like this journey is the prize. And I can't stress that enough. It's like, Jim, if you ever come down, you know, to, to you know, like, and we eat at the restaurant and let's say you love seafood and you I want do. to. I <laughs> do. Let's say, let's say. You want to take a day off from your uh, from your amazing diet regimen, and you know, <laughs> like, and if we feast on the food, we don't want to eat the food in one second, right? We want to enjoy yeah, the food, sure. right? Yeah. Every bite, right? That's that's what it is, like. Yeah. You you know, and it doesn't matter if you. Um, well, I mean, I, I don't think it matters if you finish the whole plate or whatever. There's no perfection. Like you just eat as much as you're satisfied. That's not a perfect analogy, but. I'm saying like the journey is the journey is what you savor the most. So it's like, you know, yeah. you enjoy the part where you're eating and just having that euphoric feeling when you're eating that super perfectly seasoned snow crab legs and you know, the the <laughs> the potatoes and eggs and then the corn and that sauce is just literally so good. And it's just Sausage. You're making me hungry. I gotta go um go to work so like um I'm gonna wrap this up and everything, but um yeah, yeah, yeah. I have something I wanna share, like because you and I, in terms of our closeness, um back then when you were 
saying to Jonathan, like having that kind of relationship is impossible. Um, and a little while ago, we were talking about Joe Dispenza because he lives in the field of infinite possibility. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And and you um, you have moved from a place that you oh, deemed wow. impossible to a place of possible. Now, here's what I didn't share with you, but I can now. Okay, is back then when you were talking about that, I was in the same place of impossibility as it related to Boomi's parents. Okay. So now I got this. Now, is it because they changed? No. Like something happened inside me that opened up a possibility beyond what I could see before. Something's happened inside you beyond what you could see before. And we're now as brothers basking in possibilities we didn't think were there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim, it's 11-11 right now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> and that's and and that's so crazy you mentioned the whole joe dispenza the whole field because if you look at like episode six or episode five or something in my podcast which i don't recommend because i i remember yeah it's just like all it, anyways it doesn't matter but um my earlier my very early podcast episode it's a great insight to just kind of what was my, what my mindset back then because i was going through you know the, the rock bottom of my life and i was teaching spiritual principles and stuff and at the time i was just teaching kind of like what i was reading about and so mm -hmm. Benza was great and greg braden was like everything at the time like i was only reading joe Benza and greg braden and um um it's so crazy because you know the whole the field of uh the field of possibilities you know like uh, yeah. Whatever the quantum field, you know that was so mind blowing to me, and just kind of, and just to kind of have that because I remember like I so I got arrested and I caught a felony, and then um, none of that scared me at all. Like for myself, like as far as like you know, I went to um, you know I had a I got locked up for the holding period or or whatever in. And I, you know, that I didn't care about the consequences or anything as far as like, cause I was so present and like, yeah. you know, so, you know, I, you know, but the only thing that really ate at me was I got to tell my dad and I got to tell my mom and, you know, I, my mom was in China <laughs> and so, you know, I had to tell my dad, so he bailed me out and everything. And, you know, my dad, you know, um, it actually wasn't that bad. But then, you know, my dad was like, don't tell your mom until she gets back from China. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, I want to tell my mom right away. But you know, my dad was like, you know, she's let her enjoy her time. And so I was like, so, you know, like a month later, my mom, you know, I had to pick my mom up from the airport. And, you know, the, the flight was like delayed a little bit. So I was in, I was getting so nervous because I had to break the news to her because I didn't want to let it sit and wait. So I was like. I have to tell her that, you know, I got arrested. In my mind, I'm like, there's no way that my mom, this, this is going to turn out right. Like, there's no way. But then, you know, I was reading Joe Dispenza on my phone while I was at a gas station parking lot waiting for to pick up my mom when she lands. So I'm, like, reading Joe Dispenza. She, he's talking about the field of possibility, the quantum field, how um, – I can't remember what it was, but when you were present or when you were – I can't remember what it was, but when you stopped, when you, I can't remember how you, I think it's just when you stop um, feeding the negative. Yeah. I can't remember, but, but I was reading yeah. the book 
and you know, like the whole quantum thing really stuck with me. And I just remember, you know, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna be open to all possibilities. And then when I told my mom, she didn't even yell at me. Like she just was completely concerned. Like, and it actually, and she, we actually had a really deep conversation afterwards. So yeah, and I really got to get going. Um, yeah. So I have yeah. a favor to ask you, and this is a serious one. Uh, I realized today on our podcast, on your podcast, that uh, I talked a lot about Bumi and her family. I want to know if you'd be willing to let Bumi listen to this podcast before you release it to the public to make sure yeah. she doesn't feel yeah. the least bit, uh, yeah. you know, she doesn't feel yeah. anything out of integrity with it. Would that be all right with you? Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. That would mean the world to me in terms of respecting my wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I, I know exactly how to do that. Um, okay. I just got to just give me some time to up, yeah. uh, not upload it, but. Um, to to process for my computer and stuff to process it. Yeah, yes. we have next Friday. This is when I Good. you know release it, so we have a lot of time. So we'll figure something out. Okay. okay. I want to make All sure right. it respects her. Of course, no. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I thought the same exact thing when you were talking about it. I was like, I understand just how this can be very personal. So yeah. I'm stopping yeah. it right now. Okay. So one, okay. two, three. very good.